0: And so the decision was made to keep Justin Fields safe from bodily injury, safe from harm. Keep him on the sideline in Week 18 against the Minnesota Vikings. There is nothing left for Justin Fields to prove. He is the Bears' quarterback moving forward. He is the face of the franchise. He is going to be the quarterback who is going to be there to lead us back to the playoffs. There is nothing to prove in Week 18. We already know he's awesome. So, you know, a lot of people can say it's a, it's a matter of tanking or something like that. I won't get into all that business, and I'm not going to put it past the Minnesota Vikings to pull a fast one on us and try to out-tank us, but hopefully after they were embarrassed by the Green Bay Packers, they will want to go out and play, but who knows what's going to happen. But in any event, the Bears have their quarterback of the future. I feel like they're making the right move, and we'll be talking about it here in just a moment as Sammy, Why don't we go ahead and start the show?
1: Turn up your volume. volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Adam Ray. Trying to cut it back. Justin Fields making magic happen. There goes Fields. Touchdown! The Sickest Chicago Bears and Fantasy Football Podcast. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura Sports Entertainment. Like no other it's gonna be sick. Welcome,
0: everybody, to the sick podcast with Adam Rank. Thank you so much for being here. We've got a great show in store for you today. Matt Cartinson will be our guest in a matter of moments. But right now, I want to take an opportunity to just say thanks to everybody for your understanding of why we canceled. Take it to the rank on Tuesday night. Obviously, you know twenty four hours removed for what happened with the Damar Hamlin, you know, it was just the right, it, would, it just felt right for me to postpone it, just to kind of get word. And, you know, it was one of those situations where life is bigger than football. So we wanted to take a moment uh, to just kind of, you know, give our well wishes to Hamlin and, and his family and, and the entire Hamlin family and everything that is going on with them. A lot of great news on Friday morning, you know, he is, he has had the breathing tube removed. He was FaceTiming with his teammates. The most incredible thing is that he, you know, one of his first things that he asked was if they won the game, which just kind of shows you the, the kind of man that he is. So we're, we're happy. We're also happy to be looking forward to football in week 18. Obviously, the Chicago Bears will be taking on the Minnesota Vikings in a game that really doesn't have a lot of importance outside of draft position. And there's really not too much we can do one way or the other. The Bears are going to likely end up with a top where they – Automatically will be a top four selection. You know, there's a lot of movement that can happen. Again, a, a moment ago, I mentioned perhaps the Minnesota Vikings pull a fast one on us and we end up, I don't know. It would be Bears like to do that. But you know what? I don't want to think about any of that. I want to get into Justin Fields. And to do that, I wanted to go to uh, once again to the Tape Never Lies family, uh, somebody who's been a part of that network, been a part of that. Like, honestly, the the brains behind the operation, like don't tell Phil and don't tell Shane, but we've got the brains. We've got the Bears nerd himself, Matt and Matt, how are you?
2: I'm doing well, you know, for a bad as bad of a season as it is to still be as excited as I am. I think it really, uh, really paints a picture for where we are.
0: You know, I remember people telling me. And, you know, they were giving me a hard time during the offseason. They're like, ah, the Bears are in play for the top overall pick. You'll be lucky to win three games. And it's like, those things have come true, but I still don't feel like it worked out the way that the haters thought it was going to work out. Is that a fair assessment, Matt? Yeah, I think once you started to
2: see us drop in 30-point games, and I think once that New England game started to happen, uh, the the narrative really changed quickly, right? About, like, we're bad, but um, you, you see a lot of the Sunglass Avatar guys saying that Justin Fields is only a running back. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of those weird, interesting takes... Uh, as, a fa- as a fan, it's been a lot of fun to watch. And I think you you could tell there's been more nuance in the conversation for us. Like everyone's enjoying what it is. So yeah, it doesn't feel like at all. It, this is like a, the most optimistic three-win team uh, I think that I, I have ever seen in my life.
0: 100%. There is nothing about it that has been, I mean, last week wasn't <laughs> a great game. Wasn't a great uh, time or the Jets game. But for the most part, you know, we get together we watched these Bears games, and every week we were thoroughly entertained. We it was coming down to the last the last possession every week, even going back to the Commanders game yeah. before. Then that's before the Monday Night Miracle against the New England Patriots. These games were exciting, and you're like, okay, like this is kind of like a, a, a fun little team, and there's a lot of nice pieces and a lot of nice things that go along. And then ultimately, though, the conversation, and I don't know, I don't know who does it. I, I forget who tweeted it out today, but already, and perhaps we should stay away from sports talk radio <laughs> and things like that. This is, and by the way, I will I will uh, do a little bit of promotion right now. Wednesday night, I will be on the Tape Never Lies Network. I will be part of that roundup. We will be back. Oh, by the way, in a quick housekeeping note, we're still going to be likely doing, well, this Tuesday, we're definitely coming back. We're likely going to be, we'll at least be one day a week. Uh, moving forward too, so I, I I like the Tuesday night slot for us because it's like us on Tuesday, you guys on Wednesday. I'm not like bear down, cause I don't go head to head with you guys. Yeah, you guys, you guys take Wednesday, we'll take Tuesday. It's like NXT and AEW, but it's it will be interesting because I feel like stay off the radio, perhaps stay off Twitter because it's a I assessment. know there's gonna be, there's gonna be there's gonna be conversations about like well what what should the Bears do? Like should they look at a like no? There's no re- Is there any reason outside of trying to get teams to buy into the notion that perhaps we would draft a quarterback to drive up the price? Is there any reason for the bears to be kicking around any of these quarterbacks?
2: No, I mean, none of these guys are sure things. If this is a year later and it's Caleb Williams, maybe you give yourself a little bit more pause on it, but neither of these two guys are for sure things, you know, uh, Stroud and his, kind of needing to be on platform or Bryce young and he's about as tall as Phil is right so oh. I mean, about some from some very uh, interesting measurables that'll come up in in camp I don't think there's a reason you're gonna take your growing pains with either uh, you know fields or the two guys coming in they're kind of be coming in at the same place so you kind of roll with what you've you've got he's shown you enough to be excited he's shown you that he's a leader in a super tough market. I don't think there's any way you don't go forward with him next year.
0: I feel like every time that something comes up that feels like could derail the team or just maybe give a little cause for concern. Let's talk about chase Claypool yeah, being upset. I thought that Justin, hand- I thought he handled that perfectly. I, I could not, like, I like we've, you see what Zach Wilson has done in New York. You know how poorly this could go. Justin keeps hitting the right notes. Like, every time
2: I, I, that that's the the perfect story right like did I let him down did I let the defense down no like no quarterback should ever say that so yeah he's he's kind of embraced that role uh the things that came out of the news conference yesterday of him being an alpha like those are the things the biggest knock I always had against Jay Cutler right who's the best quarterback of my lifetime here mm. wasn't really much of an alpha wasn't much of a natural leader so all those little check marks mean a ton to me um, and to, you know, a lot of people watching. So I, with the way he handled that and the way he embraced his enthusiasm as a player, the way he talked more positively about his desire to win, it just kind of felt like, okay, you know, these little things would have set a lesser team off. And for us, it's just a building block going forward.
0: I mean, I get encouraged. I'm, I'm glad that Chase Claypool, number one is, is, is as invested as he is I'm glad you're upset like I want that was a terrible game you should be pissed like please be pissed like that's great and Justin to not take it personally and I think that's one of the things that's been great is that he doesn't seem to take it personally he's not feuding he's not yelling at the coaches it feels like every time he goes over and you see and people can say what they want about Luke Getzey and they can say like you know listen I think everybody's got work to do during the offseason and I think it's and I think it's fair to say it but every time I hear Luke speak. And every time I look at the sideline and they show him and Justin standing together, I'm like, well, there's two guys that are just working through it. You know, I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, they didn't get it figured out in 17 games. Not a lot of coaches do. Not a lot of coaches get that opportunity. I feel that it's a great relationship. And every time, and I don't want to be this guy who's judging it all on body language and everything, but it always feels like, ah, I feel, okay, like, it just feels good watching those two on the sideline.
2: I think they, I think that's a very fair assessment. I think that if you went back and asked Ryan Poles, the biggest failure of the team this year would be that I, they did not expect the offensive line to be as bad as they are. And, yeah. uh, you know, I think they expected them to be bottom third, not bottom period. Uh, yeah. And so I, I think everybody's kind of viewing that through this. I think they can see the plays and some of the things that might work if timing was there, if there were things there, you know, they're, there were moments where they were able to execute and everything came together for once. And I think they're just really, you know, again, listening to Janaco's press conference and all the things that he said, everybody's aware of the warts and they're willing to go put in the work. And the one thing you never question about Justin Fields is that he's going to go put in the
0: work. Yeah. That is one of the most refreshing things again, like even when he, even, but this is the way the kids are now. So I get yeah. it. Like when he, when there's a loss, and he's got a photo on Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, and he's on a treadmill. The old heads are friends like Mike North, who I love. Oh, yeah. uh, they don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're like, but they're such a different generation to be like, yeah, it would be hard to imagine. But you know what? We saw plenty of footage of Walter Payton running up that hill with his kangaroo headband on. <laughs> like, we saw that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I had this conversation with a with an older, it wasn't Mike, but, uh, but it was an older bears fan, like of the same generation. Yeah. But I'm like, I go, Hey, and I, that's exactly the thing that I said. Cause they're like, Oh, Justin, if you look at this and I'm like, Hey, I go, remember that? Th-? And I suckered him. Cause I go, Hey, remember that? Remember seeing that thing with Walter Payton? Was it the cutoff sweatshirt? Oh, his yeah. Skank, his ruse headband. I was like, the guy's like, Oh, it was great. And he's running up the hill. Like, how do you think you saw that? He brought a camera crew to his house. To show you that he was running this hill, whether it was set up by CBS and the NFL today or whatever it was, we still saw it. So let's not let's not act like this is a new thing or anything. But it is something that these players do and it goes, ah, that's fine. Like I I I love it. Like he's committed, he's ready to go. And like you said, I, I think that I love Jay Cutler. Like I'm a huge Jay Cutler fan, but Jay Cutler is the awesome. Charismatic lead guitarist, he's not the front man. Yeah, you know he's he's Slash. We need an Axel. Yeah. You know, and Justin Fields is Axel. He's the front man. He is the guy who's going to go out there. And this is no not again. This is no knock on Jay, but unfortunately, the position of quarterback in the NFL yep. requires you to be kind of a leading man, and it's something that even like Eli Manning eventually had to learn to embrace. Exactly. You know, he wasn't like, that. that's not his personality. That's not something. I remember the first time he went down to San Diego to play and the crowd was ready to boo him because he forced the trade or his dad forced the trade out of there. The Giants were all surrounding him. Like, it wasn't like like any other person would have been like, I'll I'll be in front. Like,
2: yeah, I'm good. You know what?
0: I'm going to take it. You know, I'm going to wear this. I forced the trade out of San Diego, but like Michael Strahan and everybody embraced him. And then eventually you saw Eli be that guy who would be out in front jay never did that justin's already there so that is uh that is the uh impressive thing and it also it lends itself because like that's the way the offensive line treats them too it's like you're out in front by yourself (laughs) we're not going to guard anybody for you
2: i mean i've never seen a guy get sacked so quickly uh when there's only four guys rushing the passer like that is uh to your point It's like two seconds, and so they literally—it's time for them to go. Oh, there he goes uh, again. And yeah, all right, we'll just—we'll get you next time, Justin. We'll—we'll take care of him next time.
0: It's crazy. You tweeted, but you tweeted that out, right? You had the thread recently.
2: Yes, yeah, where it's the numbers are really insane. That over the past five weeks, basically teams are not blitzing whatsoever. They're—they're sending four rushers. He's getting sacked incredibly large amounts of time but they're just dropping seven guys into coverage. They're trying to keep two linebackers eyes on him at all points. Well, the bears are starting to have to roll in fullbacks and tight ends. And so they're releasing like two or three guys out in a route, meaning that they should have maybe six, seven, eight guys blocking and they're still losing against four. It's yeah, it's insane. The coverage and the way that he's defended, I don't think we've ever truly seen before. And so it's going to take an off season to digest a new way and a new offensive line to, to get around that.
0: Who are the keepers on the offensive line? Like, obviously I feel like Tevin Jenkins automatic. What about Braxton Jones? What have you felt about him? I I feel like he's just a guy that not that I'm not saying he's just a guy, but I I feel like he is a player that needs to get stronger. But coming from Southern Utah, you're not coming from an SEC school. It is a huge shock of how strong NFL players are. How do you feel about Braxton?
2: So I'm I'm excited by the way that they use him athletically. Like if you watch in certain of the bigger plays that were designed run for Justin, they have him pulling almost like a tight end Mm -hmm. completely across formation and use. But yeah, you're absolutely right that he's got to get stronger because the bull rushes have just hurt him all year. My bigger concern is I think this is going to be an offseason where the Bears have to figure out whether or not Tevin wants to be here, wants to play guard, et cetera. I don't, uh, there may be as many as four new starters on this offensive line, and I'm not necessarily sold because of just everything else that has gone into this season, whether or not Tevin is going to be one of those guys. The reports are still that he wants to be a tackle and the Bears view him only as a guard, and I just don't know where that's going to go.
0: Yeah, I hope that's something that can get sorted out because I've I've loved his temperament. Yes. I I think he's a great player. I think he's just great to have on the team. And hopefully they can figure out something. I when I was talking about Braxton, I used because somebody was like, these small school players like never play well or whatever. Whatever the thing was. And I'm like, hey, I go, uh, you know, Larry Allen, you know, small school guy, got abused in the 94 NFC championship game to the point of, like, the 49ers were taking turns. Now, he had an ankle injury, too. But yep. they were taking turns beating him just so they could sack Troy Aikman at the end of that game, especially when the game got a little out of hand and it was one-dimensional. And, of course, the guy's clackback is, like, he's no Larry Allen. And I'm like, well, like, don't pretend that you knew who Larry Allen was when he was drafted. He was an anonymous player yep. who played at Sonoma State who became famous because he became good. And I'm not saying that Braxton Jones is going to become Larry Allen. That wasn't what I was saying, but I was also just pointing out like, yeah, sometimes these smaller school guys take a little bit of an adjustment period before they get up and running. And so the, I hope that's just going to be the case because they they certainly love him and they love the intangibles. And like you said, his athleticism really is off the charts. So it's something to dive into. And with Tevin Jenkins, you know, like maybe, like I, I feel like perhaps the right guard situation this year was built out of necessity of like him arriving yes. so late. Do you think that they would give him a little bit of an opportunity to be like, all right, let, let's, I mean, like nobody should feel safe outside. probably anybody's on the offensive line should feel safe.
2: No, I don't think anybody should. I think they've, they're going to have to pull back and really rethink because I think one of the few things that they did identify is that Larry Borum is not a right tackle and he's probably not even a guard. Uh, and, and Rife is not going to be here next year so i think they're they're going to have to really do um a lot of soul searching before uh free agency starts because i mean they're, they're going to have to be super aggressive early uh to to fill sorry fill all those holes uh as as, as quickly as possible they've got to figure out if that's four if that's five if that's three you know cody Whitehair is another one that kind of hangs in the balance with his age performance and contract uh mm-hmm. so it's it, this is not going to be the the last five-year Bears very quickly and so it, it's it's pretty crazy
0: yeah I'm looking at I think Braxton I think Tevin Jenkins and then Lucas Patrick's going to return and I know it's not I mean right or am I being too optimistic
2: I, I'm not I don't think so with you when you look at uh Ethan Pochick and, and Connor McGovern two guys at center um even when he was healthy Lucas's uh Patrick's performance wasn't the best and they can yeah. actually still So sup- he's not cap negative right they'll save a few extra billion dollars if they move on from him so it could be a, an instance where they they quickly just decide look he might be a rotational piece but i don't know that they're gonna factor him in as a starter for next year
0: yeah because i was hoping too that with the way that matt eberflus coaches defense like it It, to me, free agent wise, it's going to be real easy to go out there and rebuild this defensive line. I expect them to be, I honestly expect them to be extra aggressive, uh, addressing the defensive line. And I think that, you know, last year when the Larry Ogunjobi signing happened, that surprised a lot of people, but I think we're going to see a number of moves like that initially, like boom, 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 defensive line is fortified and set before they really start digging in to what is going to happen on the offensive line, even though you know, the media, like, I know that there's not going to be a lot of big time names offensive line wise, but it's like, yeah, we don't, I don't think they need it. I don't think like, I think that Justin kind of proved during the middle part of the season, like yeah. if you sort of protect him just a little bit, he's going to be able to like, kind of cover over some of the deficiencies.
2: I completely agree with you. You know, when you look at the way that free agency is, is slotted with Deron Payne, Draymond Jones, there's a, Um, you know, Javon Hargrave. There's a lot of guys out there that could be picked up very quickly and really defense. They only have one defensive tackle uh, under contract for next year. And that's Justin Jones. So they're going to be probably more aggressive than we want uh, since some people may want on the defensive line, but then they're going to probably guard and center seems to have some pretty good names available. You know, when you're, when you're looking at like a Nate Davis from Tennessee and, Ooh, and a few uh, others that, that are going to be there. So it would not ex- uh, surprise me to see like just heavy investment. If you come back three days later and there's three new offensive line and four new defensive linemen, I'm with you. That would kind of make the most amount of sense for me.
0: Yeah, and I think that once you have that situated, it turns the draft completely around. Then you don't have to yeah. worry about it. Now, depending on how far down the Bears trade back, and I think we're we can all – I think it's safe to assume – we're going to trade back, you know, unless they're absolutely enthralled with Aaron Carter. Is it Aaron Carter? Jalen. Jalen Carter. You're, G- you're
2: thinking G- of of the Backstreet, Backstreet Boys? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good. Oh, good.
0: Him, him too. Um, <laughs> if they get infatuated with one of these guys and, you know, it, sometimes it makes a lot of sense. You know, you look at what Nick Bosa was able to do with the San Francisco 49ers, what he meant to that franchise and turning them around. You know, there's some sense to that, like having a generational type of player. But if you can move back, if you could get one of these teams, hopefully Indianapolis, to buy into swapping first-round picks, picking up additional picks, picking up, I don't know, Michael Pittman. I don't know. Let's get crazy. Let's see what happens. Um, I think that that's going to be the way to go to address, especially wide receiver, because we're not going to sign a wide receiver. And I think people are going to be irate about that.
2: I think we're gonna sign a tight end though. I, I've been saying that maybe Gasecki from Miami makes a lot of sense here because in part the uh the wide receiver group is so little. But yeah. to go back to your Bosa point, you know, Bosa's this is not to take away from him, but Bosa they had, you know, this other guy by the name of Armstead on the team That's already, true. right? They had Major. Buckner. The hardest part for the Bears, and the thing that I get into the most amount of arguments is is that we're not one player away, right? We're like mm-hmm. five players away from being one player away. So, Will Anderson, as great of a player as I think he may be, is as, as dominant as Jalen Carter has been in, in spurts. I don't know necessarily if that's the move that you make, that it makes a big difference in the win column next year. So, I'm with you like that pick's kind of got to get moved. Um, mm-hmm. Carolina is another one with all their seconds from the McCaffrey trade that really starts to look really nice. But I think I think they've got to make multiple movebacks and and stockpile. They've only got 22 guys that they've drafted on this roster. Nine of them from last year. Like they're just it's such a poorly built roster. They've they've got to restock youthfully and very
0: quickly. Yeah, I don't want to move on from that point, but you did mention Mike Gesicki, which would be great for fantasy. And speaking of fantasy, underdog fantasy is the easiest way to play fantasy sports. It's simple. To get started, just head over to underdogfantasy.com or download the underdog fantasy app and you sign up right now using the promo code sick and underdog fantasy will match your initial deposit up to $100 that means if you deposit 100 bucks they match it with $100 if you put in 25 they match with 25 and right now is actually a great time to get back into fantasy football there are a lot of cool contests that will be starting we're going to have a lot of stuff during the playoffs. There's going to be draft stuff, then basketball, NBA, March Madness soon. So Underdog Fantasy is the place to be. And, of course, just having the app on your phone is awesome because you get all the latest news and updates. Underdog Fantasy will keep you posted. So go to underdogfantasy.com or download the app and get started. Just make sure you use the code SICK to uh, to there. So I do love the idea, though, what you said with multiple trade backs. Like thinking about it, like if I'm, my wildest of fantasies would be getting the number one pick and making Houston give us their two first rounders, yeah, and then moving that second first rounder for some, you know, like because like you said, I I think that the thing that's killed the Bears over the last part of the season. Now, obviously, being able to rush a hundred to rush four guys and get to the quarterback, but the reason that happens is that there's no depth. Yep. And there's just not, like, whenever something happens, like 22 on 22, I think that the Bears, if you're playing Madden with the injuries off, Justin is so good, he can win the game for you. But once the injuries start to pile yep. up, and this is no disrespect to the wide receivers that we're running out there right now, but it's it's different. It's not the same, and this team doesn't look the same, and it looks like game four, now it's not game four anymore, but... It looks like the third game of a preseason. And it's, it's just not
2: sorry, it it's so bad when you're on to your like fifth string guard in a season, and you know, Sam Mustafer was really your third string guard into preseason, and you're kind of onto your fourth string right tackle, and you know, when not white hair is in or out, like it yeah, we were we were built to be like decent enough if everyone stayed sort of healthy. Yeah, but once yeah, you know, like once Mooney went, that went downhill. Once Tevin went out for that stretch, that oh. went downhill, and it just it it was it it was so sad to see because we got so hyped for those four or five games when you could see things working, and yes, it wasn't perfect, but they were they were still pushing the ball vertically, they were still attacking, and then all of a sudden they were being attacked, and they just they they couldn't counterpunch to save their life.
0: Yeah, you know, and there were games, too, you know, the 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 Packers game, one of the long touchdown runs where you saw that Justin still faster than everybody but wasn't as fast as it was. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're like, oh, geez, like, he's getting there, but it was a little bit more laborious than it should have been. And that's – I want to go into the next season, and I want it to be a, a situation, you know, where he still has that capability and you still have to fear it and he'll break it out. But ultimately, he's throwing the ball, and I thought, like, what did you think about his read? Like, I thought that he was so much better at making reads. And I always make the remark too, like, when he was at Oklahoma when he was at Oak- when he was at Ohio State, like, you only had to make one read because it's Garrett Wilson and Chris Alave. and yeah. it's like, okay, you don't, you don't have to look much further. Yeah, those guys. Who was the third guy? Not Jackson
2: Johan. Smith and Jigba. Yeah, yeah, was yeah. the third guy.
0: Right, and it's like, okay, he didn't have to make multiple reads. But I, I thought that he's really grown in his password. I thought that his footwork has gotten a lot better as well.
2: His footwork and his his eyes, right? Like one of the things that we saw start to move is his, uh, he didn't make such grand movements in the pockets when there were pressure, right? He kept his eyes up and did subtle little things to move and kind of create a new launch point. Those were some of the big things. I thought after he sat for the Jets game, he was much better at identifying the deep stuff wasn't there and taking what was underneath. You know, this is uh, one of the things we've always talked about is this is really his first timing-based offense. Yeah. To your earlier point in Ohio State, timing meant, I'm going to wait one more second, and one of these guys is going to get open. And if I don't, if they're not, I'm going to wait another second, and one of those guys will get open. Yeah, Adhered timing was, you know, guys aren't getting off the line cleanly. They've got sloppy footwork. So timing was really, if I give them a second, can they maybe get open or do I need to run? But his footwork and his eyes and the way that he was viewing the, f- the, the field from week one until last week are eons better than they had been.
0: So good. Yeah, I'm so yeah. excited. I'm I, Again, like you said, right when he came on, like there's never been an offseason I've been more excited for. And I know we're going to have a lot of cool stuff here uh, with us here uh, in the Sick Podcast and, of course, the Tape Never Lies Network Absolutely. We'll be crushing it through it throughout the uh throughout the off season. How can people find you? Let's let's get into this. How can people find you? There it is at yes. Bears Nerd on Twitter. Uh, I always fear too because I'm like, I was going to look up, like, oh yeah, I should I should hit up Matt and see if we can get him on. I go, please let me. I, I hope I'm following him. You never know, like sometimes <laughs> it, it slips through the cracks and you're like, oh geez, and you got to hit the follow. Yep. And you're sliding into the DMs like, hey, like now nah, I look like a jerk. But I know that I thought that we had been we've yeah. been Twitter friends for quite some time. So uh, we yeah, we've been pre-
2: berated. We've both been berated by Phil on air. So, I mean, it's it's yeah. worked out in its own ways. Uh, but, yeah, it's it was it was when Shane kind of mentioned what was going on. I was like, oh, this is this would be incredible.
0: Absolutely. No, I'd love it. I don't mean to be the guy who's like, yeah, you were my second choice. But, you know.
2: Uh, you know, it's okay. My uh, my kids, I'm second choice to, to my wife for, for all of them. So I'm used to it. Yeah, no big deal.
0: What are you looking forward to? Are you going to be watching the game on Sunday? What do you, what, is, what should we be looking for as we watch that game?
2: I So the only thing that I can think of to look for is watching the young guys. You know, I really like the way the young corners have really sti- uh, stood up. Jalen Jones, to me, has played phenomenally, and I hope that he sits in the game and, and is able to stick through it. So watching those guys continue to go is is really my focus. Everything mm-hmm. else, I'm going to be more watching some of the other things. I'm going to be going back to Root for Lovey Smith uh, for the potentially anyway. last time in my life um, and, and kind of watching the rest. So Bears may be relegated a little bit to secondary TV for this game.
0: I'm thinking about that, too, because we're going to have everybody come out to Rip Beer Company on uh, the PCH location in Huntington beach. If you're in Southern California, this is your last chance to everybody get together until draft time. We'll be watching the game at the rip beer company in Huntington beach. I will have the, I'm going to, I'm contemplating whether we want the Texans game on or not, but I think that, you know, we, we have a, we have a fun little crew that shows up. There's a guy that roots for the commander. So he takes over one of the TVs. Uh, we have some Vikings people who come in. So it'll be fine. We can split the, we can split the televisions that way, but we'll make sure that Houston, it's gonna be on. And of course, if you're ever in the area with we've had a nice, we've we've had a nice run of people like passing through town who are like, Oh yeah, we'll we'll stop by this place. So it's not like they're coming, they're not coming to California just to hang out with us. But if they're, they're in California, they're like, Well, then we've got to stop by. So I implore anybody who's been ever, if you've ever thought that you wanted to make one stop at Rip Beer Company, this is the final chance. Now we're gonna hopefully start doing some of our take them for the ranks. Uh take it to the rank uh from there you know during the off season we'll maybe have a draft party there who knows uh but if anybody's in the southern california area please stop by but matt thank you so much absolutely uh, for being here this was a lot of fun i hope that we can uh well i'll see you on wednesday night on the tape never lies network we'll be and we'll be here on tuesday Carmi will be back with us so uh that's all i got i think you know what we'll go out together and uh, I want to thank you for being here and thank everybody who's been following along. Now, it's been a fun season, even though it's record wise, it hasn't been. But uh, we'll see you after the games on Tuesday and, of course, Wednesday night. Tape never lies. Until then, bear down. And Sammy, go bear ahead now. and play us out. Thank you.
1: And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Adam Rank on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. Brought to you by Underdog Fantasy and Air Pura.